0: There's been a lot of debate over the last handful of seasons here on Locked On Kings about whether or not to trade Harrison Barnes. And the majority of arguments for trading Barnes had a lot to do with not wanting to risk losing him for nothing in free agency. Well, the Kings are running that risk this offseason. However, there's always the option of a sign and trade. On today's Locked On Kings podcast, I put together five different Harrison Barnes sign and trade deals And it might have had the opposite effect on me. I'll explain to you what that means right here on Locked on Kings. You are Locked on Kings, your daily Sacramento Kings podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time. Time for another episode of Locked on Kings. Hello and welcome into Locked On Kings, your podcast hub for Sacramento Kings coverage all off season long. Today's episode is brought to you by Price Picks. First time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code Locked On. That's pricepicks.com, promo code Locked On. My name is Matt George. I have the privilege of being your host here. I'm a Sacramento sports reporter and producer for ABC10 News. And I've spent the last literally two hours sitting in here on my office, or in my office, on my computer, on trade machines, and and going through contracts and going through stats, trying to put together not just five willy-nilly sign-and-trade deals, involving Harrison Barnes, but as realistic as I could possibly find, what's the point in doing an exercise like this, putting together fantastical trades that are never going to happen. It's just a fantasy land. It's just a waste of time. And some of you might think some of these five trades fit that bill. I mean, it's all, it's all opinion at this point, right? I'm basing all of this off of my belief as to which players are just as good or better than Harrison or what Harrison Barnes is worth. I'm guesstimating what Harrison Barnes's contract is going to be in this sign-and-trade scenario. So there's a lot of hypothetical uh, here in this conversation. But I did my absolute best to find five sign-and-trade deals that theoretically, realistically could happen that also check the boxes for the Sacramento Kings. And what I mean by that is, if you're getting rid of Harrison Barnes, if you're trading Harrison Barnes away You have to replace him with something just as good, if not better. The Kings are trying to improve. They're not in a situation like they were a handful of off seasons ago where they could just dump talent, Uh, and and open up um, cap space and not worry about the talent that they were getting back. And basically, because they're in rebuilding mode and they're, they're not really worried about winning. That's not where the Sacramento Kings are at right now. The Sacramento Kings are trying to build upon the year that they had last season. So if you are getting rid of not just your starting small four, which historically is a position very difficult for the Sacramento Kings to fill. If you're getting rid of a player who played literally every single game for you, and even though he didn't have a good playoffs, and even though at times he can be inconsistent with the numbers that he's putting up, he is a reliable presence on the floor, a reliable leader, and a well-respected leader in that locker room. If you are getting rid of that, you have to replace it with something of significant substance. That's what makes this exercise extremely hard. Because as much as I want to go, yeah, call up Boston and ask for Jalen Brown or, or or call up the Raptors and ask for OG and Anubi, like that's not realistic in the in the sense that those teams are going to be asking for significantly more than Harrison Barnes. And in this exercise, in this scenario, I want Harrison Barnes to be the main piece that the Sacramento Kings are trading away. They're not going to attach Keegan Murray to Harrison Barnes in a deal, unless they're getting an absolute, absolute superstar back that really, really helps them. Now, maybe the Boston Celtics would be interested in Harrison Barnes and Keegan Murray for Jalen Brown. I have no idea. In my opinion, they shouldn't be, but I have no clue. Maybe the Toronto Raptors are interested and, and some of you would say, absolutely. I'm trading Keegan Murray and Harrison Barnes for OG. I'm not there personally. Even though OG is a better player than Keegan right now, OG would help the Sacramento Kings in a major way, trading away two starters to get one starter back. I don't know if that's the right move for the Sacramento Kings at this point. So I tried to avoid those massive blockbuster deals and tried to stay as realistic as possible. Now, I said in the intro that this exercise might have had the opposite effect on me. And I'm going to start here before I actually get into the trades because I think this is important. This scenario made me more confident in the Sacramento Kings just simply re-signing Harrison Barnes. This exercise made me feel that signing Harrison Barnes, just bringing him back, is the right move. And the reason for that is because not only was this an extremely difficult uh, exercise to try and find realistic trades that actually made the Sacramento Kings Better without trading away a boatload of assets. In addition to Harrison Barnes, it was it not only was it extremely difficult finding the right pieces that are realistically available that can help the Sacramento Kings go from good to great is really really hard. Like if, if Monty can find a way to pull off either one of these deals that I put together or an even better deal that I never even would consider, like all the power to him, but as you're going to hear in these trades, there is significant risk to all of these deals. You either risk losing Harrison Barnes for nothing in free agency, which would of course suck. You risk paying him over the next four years and him not living up to that contract and you not getting better, or you risk trading Harrison away and bringing back one of these players that could either cost you more money or has an injury history or could leave in less than or in a, a season or two. Like there is risk no matter what you do. The safest play might simply be bringing Harrison back. And I think that's one of the major takeaways that I had from this exercise. But let's get into these deals. First and foremost, I have to preface this. Basically, what I did is I... Re, I negotiated what Harrison Barnes' contract was going to be myself based off of my belief of his value, right? So he made just over $18 million this year um, with the Sacramento Kings. This is the final uh, of a four-year deal. It, it depreciated every year. It was $24 million the first year, $22 million the second year, $20 million the third year, and $18 million the fourth year. That was the deal that Vladi Divac signed him to uh, with his extension initially with the Kings after they traded for him from the Dallas Mavericks. He just finished that contract. Harrison Barnes is older, he's still a starter, he's still valuable, so what I did was I signed Harrison Barnes to a four-year, $18 million per year contract, that's what I signed him to, no bells and whistles, no fourth-year team or player option, no appreciating or depreciating, I just to make it as simple as possible, I did four years, $18 million per year. I have no idea if that's what his value is going to be. That's what I'm kind of comfortable paying him. I would not pay Harrison Barnes 20 plus million dollars a year. I just would not at this point in time. If I'm the Sacramento Kings, if I'm any team, I wouldn't. Maybe another team would want to do that in this scenario. Like $18 million per year, I think is the sweet spot for Harrison Barnes. So I just gave him that for four years. I gave him his last big four-year contract of his career, essentially. He could get a three-year deal, could get a three-year, two-year deal. I have no idea. I think he's going to get a three- or four-year deal. So I gave him the four-year, $18 million per year. That is just my guesstimation based off of his value. So all of these trades are with the understanding that Harrison is being signed and traded to whatever team I'm trading him to and he's going there for $18 million a year over the next four years. So let's dive into these deals. The first one, the Brooklyn Nets. And by the way, feel free to tear these trades apart. Feel free to say, I love this trade. I'm taking the deal, like respond to this, talk about this. And if you have other trades that you wanna put together and have me comment on or critique, I guess send them to me at Matt George sack on Twitter, email me, Matt George sports at gmail.com. Leave your thoughts in the YouTube comment section down below to make it very clear. I'm not saying that all five of these deals would absolutely happen. I have no idea if the other teams would even consider these deals. In fact, I tried to put together some deals that I ended up going, no, there's no way the other team accepts this. And then I ripped them up and threw them in the trash. That actually happened a lot. That's why this freaking exercise took two hours. Anyway, the Brooklyn nets, I'm calling them up and I'm saying, look, the Ben Simmons experiment there failed, right? You're moving in a different direction. You got a lot of assets from the, uh, from the Phoenix Suns in the, in the Kevin Durant trade. You're still trying to compete. You're still trying to be good. Ben Simmons is not reliable for you. Here is arguably the, if, uh, I mean, definitely one of the most reliable players in the NBA in Harrison Barnes. So the deal that I put together is a straight up swap Harrison Barnes on his new contract in a sign and trade for Ben Simmons. Now the risk in this trade is obvious for the Sacramento Kings. First and foremost, like I said, Harrison played every single game for the Kings, all 82 games of the regular season. Ben Simmons played only 42 games this last season. And of course we know not just with the injury issues that he's had, but with mentally what's going on and and how things ended in Philadelphia. Over those 82 games, Harrison averaged 15 points, four rebounds, and one assist per game. For the 42 games that Ben Simmons played uh, in uh, Brooklyn, he averaged 7.6 rebounds and six assists. There's two parts of risk to this. Part number one is, is Ben Simmons going to really play for you and really help you? Is he going to be mentally okay to help get this team to the playoffs and maybe to a championship eventually? Major question. Right, That's the question that not just the Philadelphia 76ers were asking. It's a question that a lot of teams around the league simply were asking. And remember, a handful of years ago, a couple of years ago, we were talking about, man, should the Kings consider trading like De'Aaron Fox to uh, the the 76ers to try and get Ben Simmons here to Sacramento. His value has dropped significantly since then. So no chance in hell that the Nets are going to get something of massive value in a Ben Simmons trade. Harrison Barnes, I think, is realistic value that they can get. Also, big aspect of this deal. The Kings would be taking on $19 million in salary in this deal alone for next season. 19 million. That doesn't mean that they're taking in 19 and giving away Harrison's 18, so it's just a plus 1. I'm talking about he's making $37 million next year and he's making $40 million the year after. You're talking about bringing on a player that is going to take up a lot of your cap space and has Major question marks attached to him. But if he can be Ben Simmons, if he can be the guy and bring to the Sacramento Kings some of what he provided with the Philadelphia 76ers, which is an all defensive player, a great passer, someone who can attack the rim. No, he can't shoot for crap, which spacing is definitely a concern in playing him at your starting three or wherever you would play him next to De'Aaron Fox and DeMondis. That's a major concern. And that might, for you, say I'm out. right? And I, I completely understand that completely. Like, but if Ben can be that rebounder, that passer, that potential triple-double machine who is a great defender for the Sacramento Kings, then he could really, really help this team. Again, that's a massive could, and you're already paying him as if he is going to do that even when it's a major question mark. So the Kings might honestly say no to this deal. The Nets might say no to this deal. But I can justify it being a realistic trade Because the Nets get reliability and get that money off their books. The Kings get someone who theoretically could really help them who is also younger and fits that time frame of the De'Aaron Fox, Malik Monk, rest of this Sacramento Kings core. So that's trade number one. Again, feel free to rip these to shreds. Say, I'm taking the deal right now. Wherever you fall on that, let me know. I want to hear it. Here's trade number two. This one is... Probably my favorite one out of the five that I put together, but again, has a significant level of risk. The Kings call it the Chicago Bulls. Say, man, you underperformed, significantly underperformed this season. You're trying to move in a different direction. You run the risk of losing DeMar DeRozan after this season if you don't figure something out. And I've already looked at, like I've looked at forums, I've looked at fan sites, blogs about the and, and just articles about the Chicago Bulls. There is a concern already in Chicago amongst fans and, and reporters, period, that the Bulls will lose DeMar DeRozan for nothing. So do you want to capitalize on getting value for him right now? So the Kings get DeMar DeRozan and the Bulls get Harrison Barnes. Plus, I threw in there a 2027 protected first round pick. I think it's like top 10 protected or whatever. It it has protections on it. The reason why it's 2027 is because the Atlanta or the, the Kings pick with the Atlanta Hawks and the Kevin Herter trade is locked up or at least controls things over the next three years, depending upon how the protections play out. Um, The 2024 Kings draft pick is what they traded to Atlanta. That is lottery protected. Then the next year is top four protected. And there's one more protection out of that in 2026. I think it's like top five protected or something like that. One of those years that pick should convey probably next year. If the Kings are as good as they were this year or even better than this year, that pick will convey to the Atlanta Hawks. And then we're not worried about it anymore, but that's why I included a 2027 first rounder. I don't know if the Kings would have to include that pick or not. I feel like they would because DeMar DeRozan is a star or at least is played by a star. Now, Deron DeRozan is older. He's in his like 30, I think he's like 32, 33 years old, something like that. The Kings would be taking on $10.2 million in salary, which they have that space right now because they have just a bunch of cap holds and roster spots to fill because they're losing a lot of their roster to free agency. Um, so they have decisions to make about a lot of guys that gives them the ability to take on that Ben Simmons money or that DeMar DeRozan money. Going back to the Ben Simmons trade really quick. Monty McNair has also talked a lot about keeping cap flexibility, which is why I think he would say no to that Ben Simmons deal, by the way, just to throw that context in there. But with the DeMar DeRozan deal, like DeMar, I know what I'm getting. Now I also know that I'm potentially getting a one-year rental. If DeMar DeRozan comes to Sacramento and everything's fine or whatever, and then he tests free agency and goes to sign his last big contract to try and win with a super, super contender team or, or a super team, then the Kings just traded away Harrison Barnes for one year of DeMar DeRozan. Now, maybe that year goes great. DeMar wants to stay here and finish his career in Sacramento, and he's that veteran, startling, like mid-range assassin, former all-star piece that helps get the Kings from good to great. That's the risk that you're taking in this deal. I also think there's a chance that in this trade, because DeMar DeRozan has his pedigree, that the Chicago Bulls might try and ask for Davion Mitchell. So, I included, I'm not including that in this deal because I would not do that. I would not do Harrison Barnes, Davion Mitchell on a draft pick for DeMar DeRozan. I would not do Harrison Barnes and Dave, well, actually, God, I, I should have thought that through. Harrison, let me throw the question out to you. If the Bulls countered and said, keep your draft pick, we want Harrison Barnes and Davion Mitchell for DeMar DeRozan. That frees up a little more space for the Kings. They're not taking as much money back, but they're trading away Davion Mitchell's part of the deal. Would you make that move? So that's a question to you. Would you include Davion Mitchell in that trade? And maybe the Bulls absolutely have to have Davion Mitchell in this deal for them to even consider it. Again, I have no idea. To me, the reason why I'm justifying this is the Bulls are getting a a, a solid, reliable veteran player that can still help them win right now because they're not tanking. They're not selling. They're getting contractual control over him, and they're not losing DeMar DeRozan for nothing. Again, that's why I put together this deal. Let me know what you think about those two deals. I have three more deals coming here in just a second, but that's after I tell you more about the great sponsor of the Lockdown Kings podcast today. I told you a little bit about them at the beginning of the show. I'm talking about prize picks right now through the rest of the NBA finals. The prize picks is doing a $1 million daily super flex promotion. That means every day of the finals, one prize picks user will win a chance at becoming a millionaire. One entry will be placed after 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time and that will be randomly selected each day, whoever places that entry will be given a six-pick flex with the following payouts. You get all six picks right. You get a million dollars. You get five picks right, $80,000, four picks right, $16,000. You can find full details about the contest on prizepicks.com million. But when I say picks, what does that mean? The way Price picks works is you pick two to six players, and if they all go and score more or less than their Price picks projection, if you get those right, you can win up to 25 times your money. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. Of course, this promotion is specific for the NBA finals in the NBA uh, itself, but they have uh prize picks is available for the NFL, MLB, NHL, PGA, combat sports, uh, European sports. There's so many that you can play uh, on pricepicks.com. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. They offer safe and fast withdrawals and are currently operational in over 30 states and in Canada. Download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com. First-time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code LOCKEDON. You deposit $100, you get $100. Just like that. Don't forget to enter promo code LOCKEDON and sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Continuing with these sign-and-trade deals. This one goes to Orlando, the Orlando Magic. You call the Magic up and you say, hey, you're trying to build something. You have a lot of young talent there. Here is a veteran presence that can come in and help you in Harrison Barnes. And all we want in return is Jonathan Isaac. It's a straight up swap. Harrison Barnes on his new contract for Jonathan Isaac. Now, Jonathan Isaac, if healthy, can be amazing for the Sacramento Kings in a lot of ways is exactly what the Kings need in terms of that shutdown lockdown wing perimeter defender, right? He would be perfect in so many ways. The question is if healthy Jonathan Isaac has played 11 games since 2020, 2020, 11 games since then he's been battling back from injuries. He also has some off the court political stuff. If you care about that stuff, I'm not really worried about that. I'm just talking about the player. Um, There, the risk is obvious. You trade away Harrison Barnes, you're trading away reliability. Again, a guy that's played in every single game for a guy that has had multiple catastrophic injuries. And we have no idea if he's going to be able to live up to himself again. There's a massive risk with that. But if Jonathan Isaac is healthy, you're getting a really, really good piece for what the Sacramento Kings are looking for, especially on the defensive end. I don't know if the magic would say yes to that deal. I feel like they definitely consider it, given Isaac's injury history and Harrison's reliability, and the veteran presence plugging into how he could help that young group. and And I think the Orlando Magic are are going to be a decent team next season. I think they're going to be a team that could be competing for a playing spot um, in the Eastern Conference, and maybe even sneak into like a six seed or something like that if if a lot of things go right for them. I like what the Orlando Magic are doing, so. I don't know if they take this deal, but that's another deal that I put together is the Kings uh, going and, and and getting Jonathan Isaac. Now, this is almost a, a completely even push financially deal uh, for the Kings. Jonathan Isaac is making $17.4 uh, million a year next season. Again, the Kings are trading Harrison away, assuming he's making $18 million per year. Um, so a little less money back and, uh, he's actually making 17.4 million over the next two seasons. So you'll have him under contract for two years. However, this year is partially guaranteed. This upcoming season is partially guaranteed. Next year is non-guaranteed. So if forever, whatever reason, Jonathan Isaac doesn't work out. He's hurt, whatever it may be, the Kings can get off of Jonathan Isaac's money and it won't impact their cap, right? They won't just be paying for someone who's, who's not even suiting up and playing for them. So that maybe removes a little bit of the risk. Um, but I have, I've had a lot of you reach out to me and say, what about Jonathan Isaac? Do you think Jonathan Isaac would be a good piece for the Kings to go on target? I do. If it makes sense, this is one of the ways that I could see it somewhat making sense before I get to my fourth trade. Um, Harrison Barnes to the Memphis Grizzlies, And Dallas Mavericks makes a lot of sense for both those teams. But when I was looking at trades for both those teams, there weren't assets that I wanted to take back that really made sense or really helped the Sacramento Kings improve. Again, maybe taking back a role player for Harrison Barnes from the Dallas Mavericks or something, or the uh, Memphis Grizzlies is better than losing Harrison for nothing. But I'm looking at these deals like, get me someone who is going to replace Harrison and help this Sacramento Kings team win basketball games. So both of those teams, I couldn't find deals that I really liked. Maybe you can, uh, if you do, feel free to send those to me. I I did put together another trade with the Atlanta Hawks, right? The Kings just traded with the Hawks last year in the, in, in the uh, Kevin Herter deal. And in this deal, no, the Kings did not get the, the rights to their draft pick back. I don't know how I feel about this trade. I feel like the Hawks would say no. Maybe I I, I I I almost didn't include this trade in there, but I needed a fifth trade essentially. I don't I don't know why the Hawks would do this necessarily, but the the trade that I did was Harrison Barnes to the Atlanta Hawks for a straight up swap for DeAndre Hunter. Both teams are swapping small forwards. Here's the thing: both guys last season averaged. 15 points, four rebounds, and one assist per game as a starter. The exact same stat line rounding up and down, right? Or rounding up. The exact same stat line. So both of these guys do statistically in the box score about the same thing. Both have inconsistencies, especially with three-point shooting. But the big difference is DeAndre uh, Hunter is significantly younger. Excuse me, he's 25 years old. Harrison Barnes is going to be entering his thirties. Now, why would the Atlanta Hawks do this deal? Maybe, by the way, they just re resigned uh, Deandre Hunter, by the way. So he, he would come to Sacramento um, and he'd be under contract for the next four years. His age fits perfectly with the King's core. The Kings wouldn't have to worry about that position for theoretically four years over those four years. He'd make 20 million next year, 21 million, 23 million, and then 25 million. So, The Hawks literally just re-signed him this past October. Why would the Hawks do this? They're trying to win right now. Harrison Barnes has more experience with the playoffs and with winning. That's the only reason I can put together. Again, I don't think the Hawks do this. I actually reached out to our Locked On uh, Hawks uh, host and unfortunately didn't get back to me by the time that I um, started this podcast. I feel like he would say no or the Kings have to include some kind of draft compensation on top of it. If you would be willing to do that, go for it. I didn't in this trade one, because the Kings and Hawks already have draft compensation between them. Like I went over earlier. And number two is I I, I don't think it needs to get that complicated. Deandre Hunter doesn't thrill me, but in terms of like an even swap, it's pretty damn close for at least immediate impact. Deandre Hunter's younger. So the Hawks get, experience and the Kings get the younger player. I don't think the Hawks say yes to that, but this, the reason why I included this trade is this is as close to a straight up swap exact same player replacement as you could possibly get. And even then, I don't think the team who's giving you the player back is, is going to make the deal again. This exercise showed me that this is difficult. And likely, the Kings just resigning Harrison Barnes is the best route to go. Final trade for you here. I don't think this trade makes the Sacramento Kings better. So why in the world am I including this? Because it's the 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 last one that I could realistically come up with. This is a trade that probably puts the Kings a step back immediately, but maybe is a good trade for them going forward. Don't know if the Houston Rockets would do this. Don't know if they'd be willing to give up on a, a young player this quickly, but I had this. The Rockets get Harrison Barnes, which again, super young team. They get a veteran presence that can help them and that, that can provide a little leadership in that locker room. And the Kings get Jabari Smith Jr. Now, coming into the draft last year, Jabari Smith Jr. was talked about the best play as the best play in the draft. Jabari Smith Jr. had a very disappointing rookie season. To judge him based off of one season, I think, is ridiculous. Like, he he still has plenty of upside. He might not be as good uh, as Paolo uh, or Chet or even Keegan. Like, he might not be. As of right now, he's not looking like he is. He. But also, how much of that was a product of his environment where he goes to Houston and basically their system is do whatever the hell you want. Pick up basketball, young guy showcase, and get your ass kicked every single night. So, I don't know how much I blame the environment, how much I blame him. His rookie season was disappointing. The Houston Rockets have the fourth pick in this draft. They already have a boatload of young assets and young players. Would the Houston Rockets be willing to take on a veteran to help them develop and give up a young player with upside like Jabari Smith Jr.? Now, the Kings would free up, uh, I think, what is it? $9 million in cap in this deal. Of course, they would have contractual control over Jabari Smith Jr. for a long period of time. Basically, the question in this deal is... Are the Rockets willing to give up on Jabari for a veteran piece for the Kings? It's, do you feel confident that you can bring Jabari in that Keegan can step up and someone else can, can step up in his place? Cause I don't know if Jabari Smith jr starts in Sacramento right away. I think he's going to have to earn that with Mike Brown. Um, can other guys step up to kind of make up for the gap short term? And do you believe Jabari Smith Jr. can long-term turn into that player that people were labeling him as in the draft if he has the right kind of development here in Sacramento? It's crazy to even talk about the Sacramento Kings, right? As a team that could be the right place for a young player to go to develop the right way. When in years past, they were absolutely not the right place. I don't know. Those are the five trades that I put together. You might not feel good about a single one of them. I wouldn't blame you. This exercise is hard again. This exercise to me has solidified my belief that re-signing Harrison Barnes and just bringing him back is the right play for this Kings team to make. Doesn't mean you can't trade him later in the future, but if you can get him back on a, on a realistic team friendly or or not team hindering deal, you're not going to massively overpay for the guy. I think the Sacramento Kings should do it now. Monty is way smarter than I am. His front office is way smarter than I am. Of course, they might come up with a way better sign and trade that I never even considered. And it absolutely works. And here I am going, I never even thought of that. I'm an idiot. No wonder I'm hosting a podcast and not in a front office, right? Stick to NBA 2K trade machine, guys. But I don't know. To me, re-signing Harrison Barnes is the right deal based off this exercise. Maybe you have the same conclusion. Maybe you don't. Again, send me any trades you put together. Send me your thoughts on these trades. Send me if you just want the Kings to re-sign Harrison Barnes and not even worry about all of this mess, let me know how you're feeling after this podcast. I appreciate your support as always. Really enjoyed kind of doing this exercise, even though it was a lot more difficult than I thought. If you want me to do more hypothetical trades and hypothetical contract signings when it comes to free agency and stuff, Uh, in the future. I might also have some guests on uh, later this week and in future weeks and ask them about some of these trades and what they think about them. So keep an eye out for that. Can't wait to have you join me on the next episode of Locked On Kings. Until then, my name is Matt George. You have been listening to the Locked On Kings podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.